Ain't no sunshine when you... Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here for Elon Daily this Monday, February 25th. Oh, there's so much that's happened in the last few days, but the most important thing in my mind is the fact that Elon Musk did a podcast with, what's her name, Tasha Keneally, Neely, I don't know, and Kathy Wood of ARK Investments, and it was actually on about like Wednesday or Thursday last week, but I wanted to sort of let the dust settle a bit before we started talking about it. And in that, he covered a lot of ground, but specifically what they wanted to focus on with Elon was self-driving technology. Now, it turns out that this investment group, I think, owns 8% of Tesla. And you want to know their target long-term price for Tesla stock? Mm-hmm. You want to think about it? Like right now, it's been sort of hovering around sort of 300 bucks a share. Their long-term target price is $4,000 per share. So they open up and they start talking about the fact that Tesla energy is going to be enormous and Tesla cars are going to be enormous and the number of electric cars is going to be huge and Tesla is probably three years ahead in terms of its technologies. So that's why they have such an aggressive price per share. $4,000 makes you want to go buy some Tesla shares. I should say for the record, currently I own zero because of the podcasting and the stuff, I don't feel that comfortable about it. But maybe I'm fooling myself and I should just get some, because I really do think if they can survive the next year or two, uh, the Tesla energy and the Tesla cars are going to be huge. And, uh, you know, it could go very high. But don't ask me. No investing advice from me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so what they really wanted to talk about was full self-driving and uh, where that's at. And Elon says a couple of things that he has been very criticized for since then. He says that they should be feature complete for level four slash level five autonomy this year. Feature complete. So he's saying they should have everything there, the new Tesla hardware in there, the chipset that they're making, plus all the cameras, plus all the other stuff they're working on with software. They should be feature complete this year. And by next year in 2020, you'll have a fully autonomous car from door to said door, up the freeway, down the roads, under all circumstances. So remember, when Elon talks about full autonomy, we've warned on the show before, Elon does not mean full autonomy. But here he's being very, very specific. He's saying full autonomy under all circumstances. He doesn't necessarily know if the sort of regulatory agencies will let them do that. But he's saying, you know, they'll be able to do, theoretically, do it all this year, feature complete. And then next year, they could be fully autonomous all the time. That is a big bold statement that a lot of people think is bogus. Some people saying that these kind of statements are borderline irresponsible. Particularly other car manufacturers just don't see it. They don't see how that possibly could happen. Now, the other thing that he said during this call, so that's the most controversial thing, he also says no matter how you slice the data, it is unequivocal at this point that autopilot is safer than a human. Now, we just did an article just recently suggesting that at least the data from a couple of years ago when there was the first fatality and sort of the regulators uh, looked at the data and said, okay, look, looks like Tesla's 40% safer than a human. Reanalysis of that data by a third party has suggested, no, 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 it's not, or it wasn't. And in fact, it's not as good as a human. It may be 60% worse. But again, that was a number of years ago. But he's saying now the data that they have, autopilot is significantly safer than a person. And I got to say, look, I love Elon. And I'm, I'm so excited about what he's trying to achieve here. And I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. This has got to work. But when I get in my car on autopilot, whether it's in the Model 3 or in the Model X or the S, it's just not as good as a person yet, even on the freeway, under good circumstances. 
Right now, it is not as good as me. And as I've said before, I don't consider myself a great driver. Really great drivers almost never get into car accidents. This thing is so much less than a great driver. It's unbelievable. It hits the brakes, you know, on days where there's shadows and at random times. And uh, I just don't see it, Elon. I don't see it. So I'd like to see the data published. Let's do it from, say, the last six months. Let's compare apples to apples. Let's compare at the same driving conditions. We need sort of a randomized trial, which is going to be really hard to do. But give us some of this data and prove it to me because I do not see it. Now, it could be that he's talking about what he has. So he probably has in his car the new hardware. He probably has, you know, software that is generations ahead of us. But if that's true, then say it. I just don't see autopilot being as good as a human driver yet. I do believe, of course, that one day autopilot will be better, that full self-driving one day will be better because he makes a good point and you should definitely go and listen to this podcast. He makes a good point that if you're a really good driver and some of you out there really are good drivers, so you have the skills to like drive really fast around corners and brake and do lots of things, but you choose not to, you choose to actually drive conservatively, drivers like that are incredibly safe. They see the road, they see the stuff that's coming, they're good enough to get out of the way. They rarely, rarely get into accidents. Good drivers that drive crazy, they get into accidents as well. So a human good driver almost never gets into an accident and they basically have two eyeballs, two cameras, that can't swivel very far, that can't look behind them and he's saying, you know, with the right hardware, eight cameras, 360 degree view, ultrasonics, really fast computing power and he says that the new computer that's coming is going to be like 2,000% better than it is right now or able to do frame rates that fast that it has to ultimately be better even than the best human driver and i get that i just don't see it right now i don't see it happening in the next year or so many people think it's going to be 10 years but he's laying it on the line and i'm a bit concerned uh that if it doesn't happen if he doesn't even come close we're going to look back at this in a year or two and go you just can't trust him when he says this stuff he's so far off He's done it before in terms of, you know, promising when cars are going to come and being off by a year or two. Uh, Same thing again, I think. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am because I really want my car to drive me. I want to fall asleep, uh, you know, smoke cigarettes, do whatever, and just have it drive me. And he says, he says that they theoretically could be doing that next year if, if they can get it by the regulators. Sentry mode is now rolling out. Actually, I have it on the Model 3. I haven't played with it yet, uh, but I will. But there are videos that you can go check out on places like Tesla Radi that shows you the different views now that you're getting from the Tesla dash cam. So now you're getting the front and the sides. And Robert Rosenblum of the Talking Tesla podcast told me that um, this Sentry mode actually still doesn't do the back camera. I was saying that it does 360. He's like, not yet, Herbert, not yet. It's just front and side. So it's just using three cameras right now but you get a good view and the dash cam view same again you got the front and the sides so go check out those videos and i'll um, do some of my own a little later and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh, the interesting thing here also is that tesla deliveries in china are starting earlier than expected this also from electric by simon alvarez he said tesla recently held a model 3 delivery ceremony in beijing officially setting in motion the electric sedan's foray into China. So, despite what I've just been saying about how Elon overpromises and underdelivers, this is a case where they actually have overdelivered. So they actually delivered their first cars in China before they thought they would, which is pretty cool. Also probably means that uh, the US sort of market right now is saturated with the loss of some of the tax credits and it's the cold months and we don't sell many cars here in January, February and March. And so all of the production is going to China and got there sooner than expected. 
Now, of course, these are not cars built in China. Gigafactory 3 is being built right now. And the aggressive timeline there is that they'll start actually producing cars there in the second half of the year, which would be remarkable, which would be amazing that they could build a factory, put up the tents and start production that quickly will be stunning if they can pull it off. But they say they can't. Another story worth following from Electric, that there is internal documents at Tesla that suggest that Model 3 leasing could begin within two weeks. Two weeks. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. So here in the United States, it's very common. So instead of buying the car and getting a loan or buying the car in cash, you lease it. Usually for about three years, usually you get about 10, 12 or 15,000 miles a year. And then at the end of that time, you give it back. And if it's in pretty good shape, you get it back at a predetermined amount of cash. And so your monthly payment is the cost of the car minus what you're going to give it back for. And you're just sort of paying that difference. It is a cheaper way on a monthly basis to get into a car. So your monthly payment is less. Overall, though, it's actually one of the most expensive ways to get a car. If you keep flipping it every three years, you um, actually never develop much equity in the car. And so it's a long term, it's not the cheapest way to buy a car. But if you're going to flip your car every three years, it is a cheaper way to get in. They are hoping, of course, that this will uh, buff um, sales if you can call these sales. It's not necessarily great for the bottom line, but it looks good. And so the Motley Fool in particular say, this is not necessarily going to help the bottom line very much, if at all. And I won't go into the math, but you can check it out, motleyfool.com or electric, for the reasoning behind why they don't think. In the end, this probably won't affect Tesla's bottom line very much. But the good thing about it is that then you get a whole bunch of Model 3s in about three years coming off those leases, going into the second-hand car market, obviously at a lower price than a new one, although how much, we don't really know yet. And that means uh, that more people should be, theoretically, therefore able to afford them and buying them. And this is all great, as long as, of course, they have lots of superchargers because that's my great anxiety, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So many Model 3s here in California. So many. Oi. And lastly, a personal note. So we had a lease on a Model X and we handed it in and we got a new Model X, which is just a beautiful car and it's got 50 more miles of range and it's got a few new toys and it's got the eight cameras and I love it. But for some reason, it won't connect to the app. And so I called them and we did a few things and uh, we couldn't fix it. So now it has to go into the service center. And so here is the problem, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The soonest, the soonest they can have the car into the service center is more than two weeks away. More than two weeks away. For what should be probably just a software reboot easy thing to do, two weeks away. This is the problem. So we had problem making the cars. We mostly fixed that. We had problem delivering the cars. They're still working on that. They are having problems servicing the cars because of these little rinky-dink things that happen, and there are now so many cars out there, and this is their big challenge for this year. They've got to get these service center times down by a lot. Elon has talked about that they're going to have more of the vans driving around and fixing your car. I've had them here a number of times. But two weeks, two weeks for a minor thing is a big problem. Tesla has some work to do. We'll be following that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for listening to the show. Go on iTunes, rate us, give us a note, give us some love, please, give us some love. Is it worth this continuing. Is there enough love for me to keep doing a daily podcast? I'm enjoying it, but hey, are you liking it? I don't know. Give me some feedback. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you. Talk to you tomorrow.